This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sikar on FM 94.1 The Voice. Do you have an advocate? Do you have someone who will be willing to deal with your accuser? Do you have someone who will fight your battles so that you have the permission to be who God made you to be? Do you have an advocate? And Jesus says, I will be your advocate, man. I will represent you. Any day of the week, I will, hey, I will even represent you before the Father. Because I know your failure. And this is the best part. Good spot for an amen coming up, okay? He never loses any battle. Amen. He never loses any battle. What can make you whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You might be going through a very bitter divorce. You might be going through grieving the loss of a loved one. You might be trying to fit the broken puzzle pieces of your life, but there's nothing that can make you whole again except your advocate, Jesus Christ, who is the propitiation for your sin, the atonement for your sin, who is able to take the wrath of God on himself for sin so that you can be covered in the righteousness of Jesus. It's so beautiful. And that's got to be our starting point. That's got to be the foundation. Like I said earlier, you might be here, and I know I'm preaching to majority of believers over here and you might be hearing saying you know what i made that decision i made that decision two weeks ago two months ago when i was in youth camp i raised my hand in a women's retreat i went up forward in a men's retreat that was fasting and praying and i gave my life to jesus but i still feel what do i do with the sense of fear in facing him what do i do with a sense of shame because i've never murdered anyone but i've certainly cut people down with my words and scarred them with my attitude what do i do joel what do i do with this weight that I'm carrying and I know I've got to give it all to Jesus but I'm still so scared to meet him because these these things from my past have really stained me they're pulling me down and we are going to unpack that as we tighten up the loose ends as we talk about death and getting ready for the day when we will breathe our last are you excited for this yeah oh I really hope you are the first thing that the apostle John wants to tell his church that he calls my little beloved children he says i am tying up the loose ends in my obedience to jesus i'm tying up the loose ends in my obedience to jesus an english novelist he writes the first duty of every soul is to find not its freedom but its master the duty of every soul is not for it to find its freedom but to find its master we're living in a world where everybody wants to be free I have the right to be me. I get to choose my body, my choice, whatever. The goal of every soul is not to find its freedom, but to find its master. You have to decide who you will serve. You have to decide to what extent are you going to serve. You have to decide today, are you going to continue to fight your battles and try to make your way to God? Or are you going to have Jesus Christ as your advocate? Are you going to have Jesus Christ, the one who will fight your battles? You have to decide today who you will serve. Like Joshua says, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And by service, this is what I mean. Are you willing to obey him no matter the cost? Let me give you an illustration of this. I read this and I don't know if it's true. If it's true, it's really sad. A heartbroken man was sharing how his dog had just been killed in a forest fire. He said because he worked outdoors often, he took his dog with him. And that morning he left his dog in a clearing and gave him a command to stay and watch his lunch bucket while he went into the forest. His faithful friend understood, for that's exactly what he did. Then a fire started in the woods. And soon the blaze spread to the spot where the dog had been left. But he didn't move. He stayed right where he was in perfect obedience to his master's word. And with tearful eyes, the dog's owner said, I always had to be careful with what I told him to do because I knew he would do it. Do the angels in heaven know that you would do 
whatever your master tells you to do? And does your soul know who your master is? And have you decided who you will follow? And to what extent are you willing to follow? Is, is, is God able to look down and boast like he did with Job? Look at my son Job. There's no one like him, upright and pure in heart in all of Ur of the Chaldeans. You see, we're the living church. I don't like to fool around when it comes to things of God. I don't, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm holy. I don't want to act like I'm sinless. And neither do I want to water it down because we fail on a very regular basis and not call us to the standard that God's calling us to. If we are say, if we say that we're starting off on the right foundation where Jesus is my Lord and Savior, we have to begin to tie up these loose ends. We can't leave it ignored. And focus on the other things like our attorneys and you know, getting the paper trails taken care of and contact information. All that's fine. All that's fine. But are you preparing yourself for where you're going? Are you tying up the loose ends in your obedience to Jesus? Let me unpack that real quick with the way the Apostle John writes this. He says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, And by this we know that we have come to know him. Here's a sure way for you to test if Jesus is your advocate and if you have truly decided that he's your master and your savior. By this we know, here we go. If we keep his commandments. And he's not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about the word of God, the character of God, the nature of God, the conviction of God. That is keeping his commandments. That is obeying him in every way. If you say that you're saved, he says those saved people will keep his commandments. And see how important this is. He says, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is what? A liar. a liar. And the truth is not in him. People that I love very dearly, that I long to see in eternity, how are you doing in the area of obedience? Because a person that says that they are saved and surrendered but continues to sin is what? A liar. If this is you, you need to tie up the loose ends in your area of obedience to Jesus. Other patterns of sin in your life that's getting stronger and stronger and stronger and it's gotten so strong that it's just become a way of life that you live. It's just a choice that you made that's going to be a part of you now. Jesus had saved you from that when you were young and now you're going back to your yoke of slavery. Is that you? If that is you, you need to tighten up the loose ends in your area of obedience to Jesus. How are you feeding your conscience? Are you feeding your conscience? Because we all are. What are you feeding your conscience with? Are you feeding the conscience with the world? Because the world will tell you it's okay. Don't worry about the Bible, man. That's just an ancient book. What are you doing with that? You could just do this. This is, this is what we do. This is America. This is the 21st century, bro. Get on, with time. Get on with the times. What are you feeding your conscience with? Are you feeding the con your, your conscience with the Holy Ghost? With the Word of God? With the conviction of God? Or are you feeding your conscience with Netflix and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram? Because that will only feed you with jealousy and strife and discouragement. And will take you, the worst part will take you away from obedience to Jesus. How are you doing in the area of obedience? Yes, you cannot perfectly obey. Like I said earlier, no one can say, I've never sinned ever since I went down that water, I got baptized, I came back. I have, man, I have a halo on my head. Mm -hmm. Soon that's going to turn into a noose. Watch out. <laughs> no one can perfectly obey. But please listen to me. This is very important. This will help you obey. Jesus and tie up these loosens but you have to pursue loving surrender would you please write this down obedience equals loving surrender whenever you hear the word obey immediately you should tell yourself that's loving surrender loving surrender you know you, you watch people in love it's kind of disgusting right no it's just me I'm just a weird guy I'm like man make me sick <laughs> you know? anyways no I'm just a weird guy 
I can tell my wife, instead of buying you flowers, I'll get you a bottle of wine and we'll sit in the backyard and we'll, you know, like have a bottle of wine. That'll be great. Why flowers? They die. Wine keeps you alive, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Obedience equals loving surrender. When you watch people who love each other a lot, you're a little surprised. You're like, he's doing what? He's watching which movie? A princess? Well, well, she's always been that way. No wonder he likes watching it now. You know? Man, it's so crazy. You know? Uh, no, I shouldn't share that. It's a little too personal. My brother will get mad at me. But people, you know, like rock stars, long hair and everything all that, fall in love. What do they become? Little boy band writing love songs, right? Oh, I love you. I'm like, dude, you were growling and headbanging and, you know, jumping off stages and stuff. And now you're writing love songs. Like, what happens? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You love a person now. What happens is... It's, it's loving surrender. It's like, I know what you like, and so I'm willing to change so that I can show you how much I love you because you love that. You know, my wife, she's been helping me a lot getting rid of stuff that's in my garage, and she hates talking to people, like putting stuff up for sale and, you know, selling car parts and motorcycle parts. Man, I am so impressed with her. Dude, I'll be watching like some video on cars or motorcycles, and she'll come in and she'll rattle off car parts, names and stuff like that, and I'm like, what? Crazy. Right? I mean, she's a gearhead now, which is fantastic. When, when you love someone, you will want to do more and more of what they love doing. And you'd want to learn more and more of what they love, what, what they love and what they do. And the Bible's going to tell us that we have to walk like the way Jesus walked. Now, you also need to know that when you love someone, when you love something, you also will hate something. Okay? That was a new, this was a new thing for me. When you love something, you will hate something. I'll give you an example. If I love my children, I will hate anything any laws that's made that will cause harm to my children and I will defend it and I will fight for it and I will lose my voice over it and I will chuck rock stars and raise my voice and fight it and I will walk march down to that capital and say you cannot do it no I love my children right I would do that when you love someone you also will hate things if I love okay bring it back to home for those of you that don't have children if I love taking care of my health and I want to lose weight and stuff like that I will hate having cake for breakfast I'd be like, no way, get it out of me, get behind me, Satan. You know, you would hate it. If you love something, you will hate something. And when we talk about loving obedience, do you hate the things that you once used to love because Jesus doesn't like it anymore? That is keeping his commands. See, it's not out of a whip on your back. It's not, I will send you to hell if you don't obey. It's loving obedience. Do you love him? See, obedience really comes to, do you love him? And Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. If you love me, you will obey me. This is important because if obedience is not loving surrender, you fall into two camps. One of two camps. One, you will fall into legalism, which is religious, which is religious spirit, which is crazy, where you build yourself in your flesh. You say, I haven't watched porn in three months. And then when someone shares, telling you, like, man, I'm struggling with this, you begin to judge them and you say, come on, man, you know, be a man, like man up. And like, no, it doesn't work. Hey, man, how about loving obedience to Jesus? Like, uh, Levi prayed this morning whenever we're tempted to remember the sacrifice of Jesus to remember man I don't want to trample on his blood I don't want to spit on his face he hates the stuff I want to do what he loves the other camp that you can fall into one is the religious camp that you can fall into where you're working things with your flesh the other camp is hyper grace which is saying I will go on sinning because where sin abounds grace abounds even more that is not loving Jesus that's you loving flesh and both things is loving flesh one wants to boast on how much he's achieved Jesus is no longer his advocate. He's his own advocate. His righteousness is his own advocate. This other place, he just loves sin. He just loves the ways of the world. And he makes excuses saying, oh no, where grace abounds, so, you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Both are false. 
when we come to this point of tying up the loose ends and our obedience with Jesus, we have to pay attention to are we obeying out of loving surrender? Loving surrender, not out of fear, because perfect love casts out fear. Do you love Jesus enough to stay while the fires around you burn and come closer and closer and closer and closer and be willing to obey your master's word knowing that the battle belongs to the Lord. He wins every single battle. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. And are you able to sing Hosanna? The battle is the Lord's. Are you obeying him? Are you obeying him? Am I getting through to anybody this morning? Okay, good, good, good. You guys are awfully quiet. He says in, in, in verse 28, jump down in chapter 2, 1 John, he says, and now little children, abide in him that is continue remain in him stay in fellowship with him with unwavering faith abide in him so that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming so if you're sitting here and saying man I gave my life to Christ but I still struggle with shame from my past the things that I said the things that I did and the things that continue to haunt me what do I do with these things little children abide in him continue in ongoing unwavering obedience out of love for him I've said this before, heaven is going to be full of sinners who love Jesus, who trusted him and loved him. Look at the thief on the cross. We sang about him today. And though, may I, as vile as he, he washed all my sin away. Man, his love is so beautiful. He knows your failures, he knows your sin. And he says, can I be your advocate? It's such a beautiful thing. And then when you fail, what do you do when you fail? Like we read again this morning. Like Peter, you run to him with tears in your eyes and say, Jesus, you know I love you. And unlike Judas who tries to cover up his shame and goes and he kills himself. Jump back to verse 5 in 1 John chapter 2. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. He's saying the love of God is perfected in those that love to keep his commands. Why? Because they love him. And he says, by this we may know that we are in him. So how do you know you're saved? Really, folks, how do you know you're saved? Do you love Jesus? Do you love him so much that you are growing in obedience day by day? You see, sometimes we give our life to Jesus and certain vices that we have, we give up. I was a drunkard, I was a drug addict and then we, we, we give up those things and then we feel like we've arrived. No, are you growing in obedience in every single way? I believe that your families will change. Dads, the way we parent will change if we're growing in obedience. Mothers, the way you treat your spouses will change if you're growing in gentle, loving surrender before Jesus on a daily basis. If you feel like you're a stranger when you think about Jesus, even though you've given your life to Jesus, say you're a Christian, if you feel like you're a stranger to your Savior, I want you to pray this week that God will deliver you from that and that God's love in you will be perfected. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014, Eagle, Idaho, 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 